Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. A lot of deals, a lot of round, uh, some big, some like a, kind of like a good, a good starting in, ter- in the seed space. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the, uh, the status of UTech like uh, as, uh, as a series of interesting insights. So yeah, for, uh, for the listener, uh, next week is going to be the, uh, the last uh, of uh, 2021 of the Week in Italian Startup. And uh, we're going to go through some, uh, some of the biggest highlights in Italy with uh, me and Nick. And uh, you're absolutely welcome to join. Oh, yes, please. All right. Without further ado, let's start with the news of the week. All right. Let's see. Easy Rain. All right. This is a Piedmontese company working in the automotive space. Uh, basically trying to uh, actually no, actually actually doing and having a deployed a product recognizing through AI the status of the the, the wet. Uh, the wetness level uh, of of the um, of the roads, and so basically they can help you out avoiding aquaplaning. It's the biggest raise of the of last week, actually, pretty impressive, actually, five million, uh, led by Indaco and uh, the Progress Progress Tech transfer. So uh, pretty pretty impressive, actually. Uh, uh, yep, uh, that's. Mm, that's an interesting technology, as you said. Uh, I'm not surprised that it is, you know, being developed in Turin. Yeah. It's basically the, the headquarters in Italy, the headquarters in Italy for, for uh, automotive. Indeed. I remember that Fiat, uh, Stellantis is, you know, was born there. Um, technology is very interesting. It's probably is very, um, let's say, modern in a sense because it fits into the computerization of the of the car. Yeah. Uh, so adding one additional uh, AI level into, into your car. Yeah. So very no, AI is uh, pervasive, Mo- always more and more in in uh, even in um, sort of uh, application that are unexpected, like aqua planning. I would never have thought of that, to be honest with you. So very interesting, very cross uh, crossover product. ML oh, and AI applied yeah, to aqua planning. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a good point. Actually, you might think that's probably something quite marginal in a sense. You know, just a portion of the car used only when it is wet, it is raining, totally. so and so forth. But then, if you turn around and think how many cars are there on the market, so how many operators are there actually building and distributing cars, you understand that the potential economics and impact on such a technology is quite huge. And totally uh, true. So. Marginal, yes, in, from the point of view of the car, but it's important from the point of view of the market. And, and it works. And it's I think, work. sure. And another point which I feel it's uh, very smart is that is uh, engine engine agnostic. So beside all the mess happening between combustion engine and electric engine, who cares? These dudes are gonna survive, no matter who wins, because if it works, it's definitely engine agnostic. <laughs> But actually, probably it will become even more important as you know, uh, think about self driving cars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, th- this becomes an input to a central control system that has to decide what to do, and it has an additional area of intelligence uh, thinking close to the wheels. Right point. Uh, so, it absolutely fits in the uh, uh, 
creation of the autonomous driving car. So mm-hmm. it's another component related to safety. Uh, I don't know whether you've been lurking on Twitter lately, but I have. Um, and I've seen a few tweets going around uh, either um, boasting or promoting the safety of Teslas. Also, mm-hmm. in particular, related to the autonomous driving. Uh, so short videos about, you know, uh, the danger of Tesla not being able to turn uh, on the street or saving a life because yeah. it appropriately changes uh, yep. changes roads and stuff like that. It's it's coming. And this is it's coming. In that, in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another data point to actually yeah. help the machine learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on, um, let's talk about fintech. A raise of uh, half a million where uh, Cash Invoice uh, acquired uh, a portion in Flowpay. So this is a particularly interesting deal in under many aspects. So let's start about uh, talking about Cash Invoice first, maybe. That's uh, probably the good starting point. So, um, yeah. Yep. So, like, um, um, it's basically uh, a, a startup working on invoice payments. So basically invoice advanced and uh, managing cash related invoicing. Um, so in the startup raised uh, half a million in, uh, in funding. Uh, probably I think, I think from a syndicate of angels, mm-hmm. not from a specific investor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you are, exactly. Uh, oh, invoice trading is the exact term. Correct. Very good. Um, so this is another way of uh, supporting <clears throat> the liquidity of companies. Essentially, these yeah. guys come in, uh, a company gives to them all the pending invoices, all the receivable, and then uh, cash invoice will have the task to collect while the company basically gets immediate liquidity. So a great way to boost uh, cash flow for, for a fee, of course, for a discount or whatever. I don't, I'm not sure about the business model, how exactly they monetize, but it's definitely something that smoothen up the uh, the cash collection cycle. Mm-hmm. So a, a spread between the, yeah. the actual value of the invoice and the uh, that's my guess. The amount actually collected. What is interesting is that yeah, they've been uh, so they acquired a stake in Flowpay. So Flowpay is working in what is defined as open banking, which is essentially all the infrastructure that has been built on top of banking API, which essentially basically means uh, get data from uh, from banking and build an app that uses the, those data precisely, both uh, as, uh, you know, uh, for doing something or for showing something. So it's uh, it's really built on top of, uh, of any banking API. Flowpay does essentially, uh, it's a solution for uh, multi-bank and multi-account, uh, multi-banking account. So essentially you can plug in all your banking information and this is just a centralized uh, platform that allows you to better um, deal with your uh, receivable and payables as a company. And this is the perfect fit, of course, for uh, <laughs> exactly for cash invoice. So that's okay. uh, that's very interesting. It makes sense. It is interesting that uh, apparently cash invoice took a minority position in the flow pay. So basically okay. exactly as an investor, not strictly speaking as a strategic partner, let's say so in terms of um, consolidation. Correct. Uh, but, but but still putting money then into the platforms and, you know, gather value from your own 
business and from the pieces where you invested in this man. Absolutely interesting, I would say, an interesting move. Uh, I'll, Alex, I'll, uh, I'll uh, uncover an extra step, an extra layer, which I found particularly interesting, especially at the end of the article, which is this. Uh, essentially, Cash Invoice is also one of the co-creator of a new fund that works on credit trading. And this fund is called the SMS Alternative Credit Fund. So basically, this is a closed-end fund, FIA, Fondo di Investimento Alternativo, that essentially uh, works with a strategy where they essentially manage this uh, instrument for uh, supply chain finance credits and uh, invoice trading. So very interesting angle. It's a fund. It's a fund with a precise uh, sort of investment strategy. Yeah, that, again, it's probably nothing, nothing new from a certain point of view. No, mm-hmm. we have been talking about this in, in different times. So this is something that banks do. Bigger banks probably think about the bigger uh, receivables or big chunks of receivables for bigger, comp- for bigger companies. It is again uh, a, a, dismant- a dismantling of the bank by picking out different pieces of it and putting them together in different places. Yeah, great point. Uh, Absolutely great point. It is another example. Uh, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know these guys, and it's co- they're called Alternative Capital Partners. It's an SGR, which is an Italian company for the management of savings, which is legally uh, authorized by Bank of Italy. And uh, they basically been working on uh, a sort of credit trading product and also sustainability funds. So they have yeah. a, a sustainable security fund and uh, they have infrastructure. So pro- probably like a bigger, pro- bigger project in general. And, uh, and yeah, this is one of uh, the ones they're developing. Very, very interesting for sure. Mm. Yeah, here probably this is... Uh, made possible because cash invoice and flow pay in a sense have access to the supply of the crazy that, yeah. that you need to set up such a fund. That, that's why probably traditional mm-hmm. banking was with the big customers that have a lot of receivables yeah. and they are the natural um, uh, speakers for the, for, for the traditional banks. But here we are talking about... SMS. Yeah, so in, in, a, in a certain way, uh, cash invoice is kind of the the source of the deals. So it's, they do deal flow for, on, this, on, the, on behalf of the fund, in a way. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, 100% comfortable with the way the flows work, but that's, that makes sense. Interesting. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about a celebrity in the world of startup, Enrico Pandian. Uh, launching his own uh, startup gym, gym, which is uh, um, a venture studio slash uh, investment fund. They've been raising 1.5 million, again, one of the top raise for from last week. And uh, yeah, the mod- they've been trying to model uh, such a structure for a while. I've been talking with Eric on, on this model and it's super exciting and uh, very, very interesting founder. He's a, he's a serial. Uh, founder, he loves to found a startup and then sort of find CEOs to run them. That's a, that's an interesting model. And now they've been like launching officially startup gym, which is this uh, is is basically 
Uh, I think it's called a dual entity model where they want to do both uh, being an accelerator, a startup studio, and then at the same time be uh, a fund. Nick, can you hear me? Uh, okay. Jack, can you, can you hear me? I can hear now, yes. Uh, here and there, it's like... It's like you're missing the, the, the net network here and there because okay, I hear badly both on the audio and the video. So let me check. Connection for Yeah, let me just switch. Sorry about okay, that. Sorry, Gregorio, but you, I don't know whether you had the same problem. Let's see. Let me switch. All right. Is it better? Well, it, it, yeah, I can, of course I can hear you saying it is better, or can you hear me? That works. <laughs> That's, that always works. Exactly, right? Awesome. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we are. So, yeah, so uh, Pandiani is launching uh, basically uh, Startup Gym yeah, as a dual entity model. So both a startup studio, creating and developing ideas and launching them from zero to one, essentially and then probably launching the venture arm, which is the one helping out the growth uh, and the financing stage. So very, very interesting model. Uh, they already have two projects in the pipeline. Uh, they're looking for the founding team. It's, uh, it's solid, looks very, very solid to me. Yeah, I'm actually knowing, knowing Enrico, I'm not surprised this is what he is doing, this is what he does best. Yeah. Uh, uh, ideating and launching uh, startups and finding the teams that will run the startup in front of, going forward. This, this has been basically his legacy so far. Yeah. Uh, so I agree with you, this is a pretty solid uh, proposal because he's proven multiple times that he can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very interesting. 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 Congrats, Enrico. For the new <laughs> yeah, awesome job. Awesome job, for sure. All right, talking about food startups now, uh, Ball Pros, basically a service uh, selling, this is a, uh, an e-commerce play, selling like balls with different ingredients and different uh, product, uh, received like some interesting funding from a series on, of investor, about half a million, uh, actually for, from investor, which tend to be pretty strategic actually, which is uh, not only Club degli Investitori, but also the founders of Sweet Guest, and uh, Delirious Capital, which is the fund by, by Riccardo Pozzoli, which have been essentially pushing uh, a lot of uh, companies relating to branding and future of brand products, uh, branded product, but uh, super interesting like hardware product, which uh, have had like a pretty, pretty good uh, success. Uh, yeah, so a nice, uh, very nice vehicle, Delirious Capital. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been moving very swiftly. I know they've been investing in Depop back in the days, so it's one probably the mo their most famous investment, so not a bad, not a bad thing. So excited for them, for sure. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know them very well. I see that you know them uh, much better than me. Uh, so it's very, very interesting their investment in this, which I think I mean, it's particular in the sense. So it's a food tech, not, not just food tech, it's all built around the, the, the bowls as a concept, not just the food. Which is a, 
think yeah, it's an interesting take. It's like an e-commerce of like very niche product, like mono brand, mono product, I would say. And uh, yeah, playing it with the fun factor also because, uh, you know, people and the healthy factor for sure. All the granolas and all the different products. So not bad, not bad at all. Interesting. Nice boxes. Good Christmas present for sure. We're doing some marketing here for them. Yeah, now that you say that, now that you mention it, yeah, you <laughs> gave me an idea. Thank you. Awesome. You gave me an idea. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So same, for the Ball Pros same, founder same listening, if Christmas, there is, a, <laughs> if there is an list, order. Uh, no, 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 for myself. I mean, <laughs> okay, for you. I, I'm in difficulty with the latest, the, the, the last Christmas presents. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about Azimut again, one of our favorites. Azimut has been a big player this year. They've been like basically uh, going in a very, very different direction. Well, not different, but very interesting direction on different verticals. Um, right now, they've been, I mean, they've been playing in the crypto space, digital assets for, for long, as we've seen. Uh, what has been interesting is the partnership, which I think we mentioned before, between Azimut, Signum, and SBI of Japan about uh, different collaboration. This one is about the Digital Asset Opportunity Fund, which is a vehicle that uh, will invest in digital asset opportunity. And uh, as a reminder, Signum is actually a company working in uh, in the digital asset space, both in terms of custodian, is like a, they, they do a lot of services actually. They do brokerage, tokenization, asset management, management in terms of- they're like, they're like a bank of- yes. Bank-like yes. services to the crypto industry. Exactly, exactly. So they've been uh, deploying for the first time capital, investing in a, in a Singapore-based crypto exchange, which is CoinHako. And uh, yeah, apparently one of the fastest growing crypto exchange in Southeast Asia. And uh, the plan is really to um, explore other markets other than Singapore, which by the way, Singapore for in terms of blockchain, from what I know is one of the hot points, uh, hot uh, ecosystem for everything, which is uh, uh, crypto and blockchain uh, for many, many reasons. So it's definitely a good bet. Um, and uh, and yeah, so the idea, the sum, the invested sum, which I believe is un undisclosed, will help the, the expansion in Southeast Asia. Yeah, exactly. Not much to add here, uh, other than the, the fund itself was established in Singapore. Yeah. So it's basically investing locally. As you said, it's probably one of the hottest locations in, in the world for a crypto, a crypto startups. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense to stay close to, to where your uh, main targets are. So yeah. traditional Silicon Valley approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B great structure, great partner. I mean, uh, big players, SBI as well. Interesting. I think they're also, I think, uh, I believe Signum is also has a banking license in Switzerland as well, so they can actually be player in multiple region. Um, bad marketing. I mean, you cannot call DAO <laughs> in the crypto space a digital asset opportunity fund. Don't call it DAO. <laughs> That's right. That was, I, was going, I, was, I was waiting for you to come up with that. But uh, I, I mean, the naming surprised me. Uh, yeah. When they announced the investment, there, there was no name. I, that I remember. I agree. Yes. So we talked. We, we talked about it, but the name was not this one. And I think this is very bad name. 
bad marketing guys it's uh, that's the DAO is a different thing because when i read that i was like oh yeah some decentralized organization stuff happening in the investing world nope it just means digital asset opportunity <laughs> but yeah but then then again the, the latest DAO fund that the last the DAO fund that i remember that i remember didn't end well so okay <laughs> I, I, i don't know that's dub, doubly doubly bad marketing i mean a friend <laughs> <laughs> you remember in 2017 2018 that DAO, that one that used investing startups not too good don't not don't. too good not too good <laughs> awesome but uh yeah no jokes aside a uh, great move for sure uh very interesting to see how they're gonna develop uh, is it gonna be only sort of uh picks and shovel sort of strategy for the blockchain part uh, is it gonna be like tokens is it gonna be um uh, other kind of digital assets so i'm very curious to see what uh, what they're gonna do very we'll cool. see the next investments where they go yeah all right another surprising news which you mentioned which is uh, a public company italian public company fnm SP- spa uh, investing in uh, basically the, the holding company of the brand Snowit, which is one of the big player in uh, um, basically ticketing for mountain and mon- mountain skiing complexes. Uh, and they acquired 33%. Very interesting play, actually. To me, it's pretty surprising because um, FNM is, uh, I think, their revenue is around like 280 million euros uh, per year managing. Uh, infrastructure such as train, uh, auto routes, and uh, public transport fleet, I believe. So, from a strategic standpoint, it makes sense, but uh, it feels like these guys are massive company, and then they're trying a small step into the the, the digital space. And I'm uh, positively actually shocked that such a a giant sort of had have the sensibility to actually enter pretty heavily. I mean, 33% of equity is, is a big play into, into a company like that. Yeah, this is the second acquisition they make, I think, this year. And the other one was um, uh, Bus for Fun, I believe. So ah, okay, like, okay. But, yeah, uh, so they're not new at this, uh, first of all. And second, you're right. Uh, if they are moving in the digital space by looking for inventory, in a sense. So mm-hmm. for things that uh, go beyond uh, the, the movement of mm-hmm. people, but they are related to the movement of people. So uh, holidays, vacation, uh, uh, tours, yeah. bus for fun. Um, so it, it's an interesting strategy. So it's, it's diversification of their business that in, in related sectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So kudos to the chief investment officer. I agree. Whoever is going is driving this strategy. I agree. Because that's rare. Let's say so. Yeah. Good job for sure. All right. Last uh, element: state of European tech 2021. Very interesting. So now, as you suggest, I pulled up the other graph from last week in Italy, just to have a comparison. And uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because uh, we've seen good stuff. Uh, I mean, we've seen like the sort of the, the more than the doubling of the Italian uh, investment between 2020 and 2021, which is insane. And uh, the same trend is definitely happening in Europe. Obviously, it's a different scale. Uh, Italy is about uh, 
closing 2021 with 1.4 billion. Europe uh, overall uh, is closing with, I believe, oof, uh, the total. Uh, that's like one, one point, uh, no, 120-ish. Yes, 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 I would say so. So, so we are 1%. 1%. 1%. So, as I said, the good news is that uh, we are growing and growing close to the way Europe is growing. The bad news is that Italy uh, is only 1% of uh, European uh, capital raised yeah. by startups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long way to grow. It's a long way. It's a long way, my friend. But uh, like at this rate, it's not gonna take too much. <laughs> well, the fact that we are growing at the same speed means that it will take forever. Well, that's know? true, actually. No, exactly. To in to increase percentage-wise, good point. <laughs> awesome. Uh, last comment. I would say definitely a great. Uh, suggestion that you Nico mentioned, uh, reading through the State of European Tech 2021, great uh, resource for the latest trend made by Silicon Valley Bank uh, in, in conjunction with uh, a bunch of different like great uh, companies like uh, well Slash, uh, organizer of one of the biggest events in Europe, Oric and Atomico for sure, and a ton of material here. We would need uh, a full episode on this, Nick. Oh uh, yeah, I think more than one full episode. I think yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't finished reading the, the report. I I already put a couple of hours into it. So oh, cool. You really awesome. need a good dose of caffeine and free <laughs> time. All right, and with this, uh, thank you for all the listeners. Uh, next week is the last session of the year, uh, and um, yeah, thank you, Nick. Of course, and great materials, great chat. And uh, I'll see you next week for uh, the episode in the week in Italian startups. Yep. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for hosting as usual. See you next week for the last episode of the year, the special episode with, you know, uh, all the biggest highlights so awesome. far, at least. Yep. Uh, we'll see whether Christmas uh, has something, some new <laughs> presents yeah. for us. <laughs> oh, you, you never know, of course. Um, it wouldn't be the first time that after Christmas you have a. Uh, final close of some something big yeah but still i know nothing and see you in a week awesome thank you nick bye bye <laughs>